Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Everybody to the final edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Motherfucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did you just say? It's the final countdown. <laughs> it's funny how that commercial is like big right now when you and i and remember josh used to do that like back at touch commerce when we were yeah. <laughs> like six fucking years ago we used to sit there and like do that song as like our entryway stuff like that <laughs> it was so funny it was, you'd be walking normal and then you'd hear someone go it's the fun and all of a sudden you're strutting down the fucking <laughs> hall like so bitches smoke came out from the walls and shit it was just it was crazy how that shit worked someone's behind you with a fog machine you're like what the fuck <laughs> Uh, then I see the commercial. I'm like, oh, finally they've caught up with us. It's awesome. Uh, so everybody, this is the final episode of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Um, we did mention it last podcast ago, uh, not last week because due to, well, <laughs> to explain that real quickly, Adam had internet issues. Um, and uh, it's funny because like in 2015. We had some fucked up shit happening. We had internet issue with me, and then the next month it was Skype. Didn't want to work with either one yeah. of us. And then this month it was uh, fucking um, who's your provider? Uh, Century. Century Dink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Century Dink. <laughs> fucked up on yours. And I'll that's... say I'll say real quick what happened. So. Yeah. I have six preach, kids. Preach. I have six kids and a wife and myself. So I have a lot of devices in my four bedroom, two story house that need Wi Fi. There's only two things that don't use Wi Fi, and that's the two desktop computers 
that are directly linked. So my internet was fucked up. Like mm-hmm. people are streaming. We don't have cable. We just stream Netflix and Hulu. So it's it's just too much. So essentially it goes, oh, okay, well, why don't we do a split internet, which is basically where you have two phone lines and you have two modems. And I'm like, okay, that sounds fine, whatever. So it took four technicians and mm-hmm. six phone calls to get it so my internet, either one of them, would turn on because they just completely fucked it up. Like they, they didn't fuck up the hardware as much. They kind of did, but I can fix that. The fucking technician came in and hooked it up incorrectly. <laughs> I'm lo- I came home from work and I look at it. And I'm like, well, that doesn't see, go there. See, that's what ha- <laughs> see that's what happens when um, CenturyLink hires day laborers to to install equipment. <laughs> 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 it's pretty much how it was too. Um, and then so they finally get it uh, working and then <laughs> the technician comes out. He's like, okay, well, you don't have split internet anymore. And he just says it like that. And I go, I don't. And he goes, no, and I don't really go over order. I'm like, yeah, I know how it works, dude. So he leaves. But he doesn't take anything with him because CenturyLink doesn't. You have to mail it because all their people are contractors anyway. All right. So, yeah, I did have split internet and just had to hook the modem back up. So, essentially, at the end of the day, I had to hook everything up. <laughs> and once I hooked everything up, it worked perfectly fine. So, now I have – basically, I have this modem for my computer. <laughs> and then everything else on the end. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, because I have my shit together. I don't know about everybody else. but yeah, fuck everybody else. They can watch their cartoons another day. <laughs> Oh man, Still yeah, sucks. But you know, whatever. It was funny too, because uh, so as if many of you remember, I went to um, San Francisco last weekend, and I spent the weekend up there. And I was coming back on a Sunday, and it was actually good that we didn't do the podcast on a Sunday because I actually didn't get back till about eight thirty, almost nine. And Adam was like, you know, his internet had been out for I think a majority of that week. And he was like, yeah, it's supposed to, they're supposed to fix it up tomorrow because we were going to record Monday night was the original plan. We record Monday night and I drop it Tuesday. And then, uh, you know, we would have the what was going to be the last of the Lazy Ring of Death. And then he was like, yeah, they didn't fix it up. And I'm like, well, you think it's good? He's like, yeah, yeah, they're going to they're gonna come tomorrow. They're going to come tomorrow and fix it up. And I'm like, let's just call this, let's just call it quits. And we'll skip this week. I was I was on wishful thinking. Yeah, and he was, I kept telling Steve, "No, it's good. It, today's the day. It's gonna work." Yeah, and I was like, "Let's just call it a week so we don't have to plan, and you know, we'll see what happens." You didn't get it up and running till what that Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "See, see, I told you we'd call it." So I would, I would come home, <laughs> nothing would work. I think the kids the kids watched the same few movies I had. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, this sucks. And then my only internet was my phone. (laughs) Yeah, it was. So I was like, all right, let's just cut it. And then we'll just do the last show of the year, which is going to be this last show. So um, so this is it for this year. Um, (laughs) Shit's just funny. So it's not funny at all. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, it's it's funny in retrospect because now it's fixed. If it was still like I'd be like, oh, I super pissed it was it was one of those things that the situation was so bad that steve didn't make fun of me 
Oh no, because like, we're we're good friends, so we're supposed to crack at each other when bad shit happens. Right. But it was that bad. We're like, damn, like I'm sorry. Dude. I know. I'm sitting there just saying like that fucking sucks, and I'm just like empathizing with him because I'm like, oh, I know if it was me, I'd be furious and like I'd be not in a mood to take someone's shit. I don't care how close they are to me, I will stick a bitch. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> at work. I was at work, and I was explaining to a buddy of mine at work what was going on. He was doing the same thing. He was like, fuck, that sucks. You know, blah blah blah. Because he plays World of Warcraft with me and shit too. So right. if you're a World of Warcraft player and your internet don't work, you're kind of like twitching and scratching yourself. Like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and some other dude that was out there was like, oh, my internet work. I'm like, you want to get slapped in the fucking mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, calm down, dude. I'm like, it ain't the day, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it crossed the line. Oh, traditional. In traditional passion, we siren going by. Uh, it, it really drew the line where Adam got up and like pulled out a switchblade, like ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, that's it. That's every day at my job. <laughs> motherfuckers don't know how to shut up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen. I've I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it. I'm from the streets. All right, I don't fucking play games. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so yeah, so that's what happened last week. And I would have liked to have done a final episode of uh, the Lazy Ring of Death, but just time didn't allow, and you know situation didn't allow so it was just kind of like okay so the previous one will be the last was that last episode and this will be the final one uh this yeah so this will be the final uh lazy uh lazy geeks podcast the og after 210 episodes we're finally putting this one to bed um but (laughs) (laughs) i I know right (laughs) this is what's started at all uh one thing though that there will be a second podcast uh, this week. It will be a throwback, Lazy um, lazy Geeks, and it'll be our very first Christmas special where we actually did Christmas shit for it. So this week being Christmas. Wasn't there a skit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, I think, like a – Like we were standing in line or something? I don't know. I don't, uh, I, no, that was the Black Friday yeah, thing. That that, yeah, that was that, uh, that Black Friday thing. Uh, this one here, I think – I think this is the one where you actually do the, where you the twelve days of Christmas. I think you, song. I think this is the twelve days of Christmas song, um, because back then we were unemployed, so we had time, yeah. so <laughs> we did that, and uh, so yeah, so that'll be coming out on Christmas Eve. When you can't find a job, make a job. Exactly, because um, he'd rather spend it at my place rather than at home. So. No, I'd rather be doing something instead of just sitting around. Uh, I remember when you recorded that song too. You had me leave the room because <laughs> you... I kept laughing. <laughs> so he's like, "Just get the fuck out of here!" I had to get out of my own house. That's right. Because where I look, and I'm going to tell this to everybody: if I come to your spot, it's now my spot until I leave. But that's how that works, right? Just so you know, <laughs> just so everyone knows beforehand. Yeah. You I invite, walk you invite, my feet up. You, you invite us to a con? Oh, it's our con. It becomes the Lazy Geeks con. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> fuck WonderCon. Fuck San Diego Comic Con. Nah, it becomes walk, our con. I walk into Comic Con, and as soon as I step in, I, I clear my throat, and all the cameras turn around. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm here, bitches. Like, what's what's good? <laughs> On the loudspeaker. It's the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so... This will be it for not only 2015, but of this show. And then starting January 5th or 4th, one of those two. Let me double check real quick. Uh, January 4th will be the premiere edition of our daily 10-minute 
uh, news recap of the day, and it'll be it's called the Lazy Geeks Systems Update. Yeah, and that'll system updates system updates, and that'll be coming out starting the fourth of January, and it'll be out Monday through Friday, and then we'll have um, the new shows starting with the re- the retooled uh, just another podcast coming out on Wednesdays. So all the main the long form shows, which is what I call them, will be coming out on Wednesdays. So it'll help you get through Hump Day. So I figure might be good. You get. You get through hump day, you have something downloaded, ready to go. Because if you're if you're pimping, you're you're getting that RSS feed. You're getting that That's automatic right. download. So you you look Wednesday and you're like, oh, man, that's nice. And then that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> then you get that through the weekend, and then the next hump day, all right, we got another one. So so that's all starting next year. So we're we're pretty excited for that. So that's gonna be fun. All right, one thing that I did want to talk about is. Of course, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, saw it Thursday night. Fucking... I, I love seeing it like on like opening night because that's when the fans are out, you know? And it's funny because like during the previews, you know, people cheered for like Civil War. Uh, they With the trailer for Independence Day came up. But it was everybody was kind of quiet. And then when they get that one little slow fade in of, uh, of Jeff Goldblum's face, like everybody went fucking nuts. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, you could hear people uh, reciting the president's speech when they did the, the trailer, you know. Uh, and, you know, with all of those that came up. So. Because who doesn't know? Exactly. Speech. I know. And. That's one. That should be one of those memes that she might be too young for you memes. Yeah. If she doesn't know, if she doesn't know the president's speech from Independence Day, she might be too young for you. Right. That's that's a good litmus test. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Do you know how this what speech? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I think you have school in the morning. I need to. It was nice meeting you. I'm not going to touch you because you're obviously too young. So, yeah. <laughs> deuces. Um, but uh, so yeah, and then when the you know, when Star Wars started, you know, the, you know, Lucasfilm came up and then the, you know, the crawl and everything, like everybody went fucking nuts. Yeah. What is it? still says Lucasfilm. So there's no 20th Century Fox logo in front of it. No, I, I know that. But did, did Disney? No. I thought Disney just bought the rights to Star Wars. I didn't know they bought Lucasfilms. Really? Yeah. Like, I guess I was confused. Yeah. No. They... And even if they did, why would they even have Lucasfilms there? Fuck them. Well, because like Marvel, they bought Marvel, and Marvel still does yeah, the well, thing. Marvel's yeah. more important. <laughs> what, whatever. Um, no, I'm not saying Star Wars isn't important. It is, but Lucas. I mean, it's it's. Weren't they complaining it, about him when? Uh, well, he the other yeah, they, came out. They bought Lucas Films, but Lucas left, and Kathleen Kennedy's running this shit now. Listen, all I know is I'm all for Disney. I'm Mickey Mousing it up over here because they're, <laughs> they're making all my fucking dreams come true. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, and yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't so, even I wouldn't even mind it if it said Disney in the bottom corner of the entire fucking movie. I was Fine actually really it. surprised because everybody was wondering how it was going to go. We're like, we're going to see like the Walt Disney, you know, that traditional Walt Disney logo. It was none of that. It was just Lucasfilms came up on there. And I was like, oh, that was kind of sexy. Got to admit, got a little. All jokes aside, that's that's respect. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just fucking bullshitting. But that's that's cool that they didn't have a fucking little castle. Before. Right. It's you know. not that kind of movie. It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> um, overall, uh, I liked it. Liked it a lot. Um, it was one of those movies that 
while people are sitting there bitching and moaning about like this plot was just like this and you know it just you know a lot of plot holes in there if you look at the way the the prequels were and this i explained to adam who hasn't seen it yet that's why i'm giving i'm giving kind of a spoiler free and i'm also i'm not that dick you know it's too Uh, soon it's too too soon soon for that and the thing is is that it had heart that the other movies didn't have if you watch the original trilogy, it had heart, it had humor, it had fun to it. The prequels were very much a melodrama. And, you know, the acting was horrible for the most part yeah. for a lot of the characters. Especially, that's what Attack of the Clones bugs me so much because the, the chemistry between Aiden Christensen and Natalie Portman killed me. And with the just bad dialogue was just like, oh, it just fucking slit my wrists. It was horrible. I was explaining to a, a buddy of mine because he he really isn't into Star Wars. He's a big Star Trek fan, uh-huh. and um, he was he posted on Facebook. He's like, I don't get it that their technology is weird. Like it looks like it's some of it's old and some of it's new, and you know it doesn't it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. And I kind of got what he said, and I said you have to understand that Star Wars isn't Star Trek, right? You know, it's 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 more about the philosophy and the characters than it is about the technical because there's they're 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 talking about plot holes in the new one there was some plot holes in the old ones too. oh yeah let's keep oh, it real you oh, know yeah. what i mean because it's, you're supposed to be having fun right it's you know, an it's adventure not, it's not battlestar fucking galactica guy <laughs> you know, you're supposed to just be enjoying yourself and it's it's more of a classic adventure story than anything oh yeah it's a classic space opera is really yeah. what it is i mean you go into it for the fun and one of the things I really liked about it, and you know, and that that's the real the great thing that J.J. Abrams I thought did one lens flare, only one lens flare in the entire movie. One of the cool things I thought about that I was like, oh, nice, like very little on you the. Had to get flare. one in. You had to get one in because you had to still know it was a J.J. <laughs> Abrams movie. But uh, the like the you know we got introduced to the new characters very quickly, and. You know, uh, this one and one thing that made it really, in my opinion, was like, oh, this is okay. This is going to be cool was, you know, you have this action sequence. They're, you know, trying to get this little object that uh, Poe, the the, the, the pilot, pilot got. And one shot that was actually really cool that made you go, oh, this this uh, this Ren guy is a little is a little different. Stopped a fucking laser blast. With the force. Oh, shit. Like, you see, yeah, like, Poe fires, and all of a sudden he throws up his hand, and all of a sudden you just see the laser blast just sitting there kind of twitching. I'm like, everybody's like, oh, shit. Like, if I was Poe, I would be like, now nah, you're just showing off. Could be yeah. in <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, you had to be that asshole, right? <laughs> um, so the guard, it's funny because the guards bring him over to Ren and force him down, and, you know, uh, Ren has the mask on him, and, and Poe's standing right there, and then Poe's looking at him, and then he goes, so you talk first or do I talk first? I'm not sure how this works. You know, he's talking that shit while he's like right in front of it. Everybody started cracking up. I was like, okay, that's cool. You got the humor in there. And there was a lot of that humor going along and a lot of fan, uh, a lot of, uh, I would say, you know, uh, some people say placating to fans. I really don't believe that. It was more of a uh, homage to the fans of like. I think a lot of people are saying that because you're going in expecting to see it, right? And I mean, it, it's it's the seventh film in the right. series. 
So there's going to be things in it that were in the other ones. Right. You know, it's also – especially since they go in chronological order. <laughs> and one of the cool things I liked about it is that anytime someone or something made an appearance, it got a setup. It had its moment. And I thought that was really cool. Like it wasn't just kind of like haphazardly put in there. It was like it was a setup and then boom, the reveal. Right. And so like every time, you know – Obviously, you could see by the trailers when the Falcon appeared, you know, everybody went nuts. And when Han appeared, everybody went nuts. So it was it was that kind of stuff. It was it was really cool. But the the BB-8 is fucking amazing. That droid makes you really, really like that droid as much as R2. And uh, it, it but it, it did have a lot of heart. It really pulled you in. Didn't explain a whole lot. But remember, people are bitching about how, oh, it didn't explain anything. Keep in mind, this isn't the movies of today, like where we have origin stories and have to know where everybody fucking came from. If you look at Star Wars, they didn't tell you a whole lot Mm-mm. in those movies. You know, that was the way... You kind of learned as you went along. Exactly. And as the story pieced itself together with the other two parts, you started to learn more about these characters, where they, you know, how they got fleshed out. You know, people today are so into old filmmaking or new filmmaking where it was like, we have to have that origin story. We have to know exactly where they came from. No, you don't because that's part of the mystery. Yeah. And uh, so that's what made fucking Han Solo so badass back in the day. Yeah, you don't. It was just this dude. It was this dude all of a sudden and he's just a super fucking badass and you don't know why. He's just that fucking cool. And then you start speculating. I bet this motherfucker before this movie, I bet this motherfucker was moving and shaking and blah, 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 blah. Like you get into all of it. When you just jump off with the fucking origin story, you're like, well, obviously he's going to behave that way because X, Y, and Z. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I, so for me, it was really uh, – it, it really had the heart and feel of the first – of the original Star Wars series. And a lot of my friends that I talked to that – you know, hated the prequels, but loved the original felt the same way. Like, (laughs) uh, Peter is a friend of mine. He, he's a movie critic. And even he told me, you know, what he thought about the, what he thought about. Cause I was really curious cause everybody stayed pretty fucking quiet. I had to give a lot of people that credit for, they could have just like bitched about it or just like went completely off on it. But he wrote, uh, the, the film critic in me has some issues, but the geek and child in me was jumping for joy. Um, and and I agreed with him. He said that, um, you know, the f- film made great use of nostalgia, but really made it good for new fans. Because my girlfriend went to see me, and she hasn't seen the original trilogy. She actually saw the prequels in the theaters. Um, and she said, she goes, I kind of like them. She goes, but I had nothing to base it on. I go, well, that's true. And so when she went and saw this movie... She lean over and like, who's that? And I'm like, new character. So all I had to say was just new character. And so she was like, okay. And then she just like sat through the rest of the film. She had some questions because there was a reference to Vader and, and that stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, it's because of this, that, and the other thing. And I, and I think when I spoke with Adam, Adam was had a couple of questions on something. Um, but uh, it, it was accessible enough for people to not know some of the references, but the fans did. And that's what I thought was really cool is that it would, JJ Abrams, in my opinion, handled the star Wars um, film. Like he did the original star Trek reboot. Yeah. You know, he, he gave enough for people to come in, be accessible to it. But at the same time, 
there's the references to for the Star Trek fans. He kind of did the thing, the same thing with the origin story bit with the Star Trek movie too. Like there obviously has to be a setup for Kirk. Right. But the other ones, they didn't get like a full fucking 20 minute backstory. You know, they were kind of just along for the ride. Yeah. Well, even Spock didn't have that much of a backstory. Really? I mean, you, you, the, his backstory in that movie was more a Vulcan backstory. Like it was just, this is how the Vulcans are. Right. You know, it wasn't really him specifically. Exactly. So, yeah. So now uh, we're talking about Star Trek. Yeah, see, it always comes back around to Star Trek. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I heard like one douchebag when they show the Star Trek Taylor, fucking Star Trek. And like, it's, I actually heard some people go like, ugh, like, shut up, dude. That's over now. It's yeah. like, there's no more Star Trek versus Star Wars. It's like, shut up. Um, and if you don't like Star Wars for a valid reason of like, the movies just don't interest me, I kind of like more reality based, which. Even if you Star Trek isn't really kind of reality based, but you know, it uses some of the science. You know, it uses more science to explain it than Star Wars does, um, and that's fine. But if you just hate Star Trek because you like Star Wars, you're an idiot. <laughs> that's just my. You don't have. You, there's no team. Like yeah. you don't have to be on one team. Yeah. There's no team. Yeah, it's not like it's like it's like the people that are like fuck, fuck DC, uh, Marvel forever, fuck Marvel, DC. You know, DC is gonna have it. Marvel movies suck. It's like no, Marvel movies don't suck. They they only suck because you think they suck. It's like you know there are movies that can suck, but everybody there's enough for everybody to go around. If Marvel didn't succeed, there'd be no DC movies coming out. That's yeah. what people need to understand. If there was no Avengers movie, there'd be no batman v superman that's just how it is deal with that it, it all it's science. all connected man <laughs> science it's all connected science uh so yeah so if you haven't seen it or you're curious about seeing it do check it out it is a lot of fun good for the kids it's, uh, you'll you'll have a lot no i don't really think there's any severed limbs in this one unlike in the prequels where the, a lot of people were getting their limbs severed um so I think you're good in the in this one. I can't I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna see too, it again. I'm gonna be seeing it a couple more times. I know. For me too, I'm excited because um, I've just recently like I've seen I saw, I saw the original trilogy, not in the theater. I'm too young, you <laughs> right. know. But I I've seen them, but I've only seen them once, mm. so I don't remember a lot of them. And I saw them when I was younger. And I've seen the the um, prequels, right? And they were okay. Yeah, I I <laughs> I don't have really much to say about them. Um, there was some cool fucking lightsaber battles in those. Oh yeah. Um, what the like the redeeming quality of those? Yeah. Ones. But for me, it's cool because it's this whole Star Wars thing is coming back into full like into full swing. Yeah. And I I feel like it's this new sci-fi phenomenon right to me you know what i mean yeah and that's what's cool about this is because we know this isn't just a one-off movie or one every couple of years you know we have the 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 trilogy and then we have the one the standalone movies in between and disney's invested in this so we know we're going to be getting more shit and this movie hasn't just restarted movies it's gonna we're gonna see cartoons we're gonna see comics and we've already seen comics yeah. really good quality comics yeah and there's also there's also rumors of live action television 
which Lucasfilms couldn't do because they just didn't have the money for it. But Disney's got that Disney cash. Disney got that Mickey Mouse money, motherfucker. <laughs> they uh, still spend spending Steamboat Willie money. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Shit. Steamboat Willie. <laughs> they haven't even gotten into it yet. <laughs> they haven't even got to the Wizard of uh, the uh, Snow White money yet. <laughs> That's right. These motherfuckers making it. Um, one thing I want. Oh, the one thing I mentioned about my girlfriend. Like I said, my girlfriend hadn't really seen the original trilogy, but after watching. Um, she saw this one. She loved it. She was like, oh my god, that was so fucking awesome. I, she goes, I really want to see the original trilogy now. So I've noticed too, like a lot of commercials came out, you know, where it was showing like the parents with their kids and their kids are starting to like Star Wars. And, right. and, I, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, that, that must be cool to, ha- to like some. And I kind of get that. Well, I never really got that with my kids with Star Trek. They they just don't they I don't know they don't connect to it as much they I think it's still them. I think it's still a little above them like here's the thing for in my opinion I think Star Wars is really great for the kids because it's fun it's all fun it's, it's fun you have sci-fi elements to it because I think that's what got me into Star Trek because Star Trek was very cerebral right um, and it have, it made you think it made you think it had these plot points it had you know uh, uh, what do you call it. Uh, allegorical stories to it and i think that's what really got me into star trek because i didn't get star- into star trek until i was probably in junior high right you know i saw star trek as a kid and i would be like waiting for like the you know battle scenes or stuff like that and not a lot happened and i was kind of like this is kind of boring but once i got into junior high and was actually listening to it i was like oh this is kind of cool i kind of like that but i've i've noticed now since i mean star wars is is one of the biggest pop culture things in america i mean as you can see i mean even here in arizona um on our freeways it says driving recklessly is giving into the dark side i'm serious on the fucking sign nice dude (laughs) yeah and 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 it's it's such a big deal and i love it and my kids are seeing this happening they're seeing new toys they're seeing um the television talk about everything like that and they're asking me questions. I know enough about Star Wars. I can answer their like, "What's a lightsaber?" Right. You know, and I know, and I've I've played. Um, <laughs> it's what mommy plays with every once. In a while. <laughs> I've played. I've played a bit of the Star Wars um, MMO that was out. Oh right. So I know about the Jedi Order and and all that shit like that. And I'm explaining, and I can see their interest just peaking. And I'm like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." You know what I mean? Like, they want to see the movie too. Because it's like the it's like you know Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit for you know that past generations you know it's that fantasy. That was another one I couldn't get them into, but that's also like a three hour fucking movie and it's right. mostly talking exactly. You know, so it's this Star Wars is exciting me to connect with my kids a little bit more because it's just fucking it's action all fucking time. Shit's blowing up, ships are flying in, all types of silly shit. Yeah, you know, so it's it's I'm I'm excited for it and I think that um. We're all just in a better place yeah. now that Star Wars is back. Exactly, and and it's cool because like like you know like I said earlier is that now you can kind of get invested in it because you know there's more of that shit coming out, and you know you like, pe- people are like okay now I can go back to sleep till 2017 and I'm like well yeah but there's also Rogue One next year, so it's like I want to see that you know there's so, so much, there's so much going on yeah. And not just Star Wars. There's so much going on. 2016 is going to be fucking insane. 2016, I'm already fucking passing out when right. I look at the look at the schedules and shit. Um, one thing though, Luke has been talking that shit. 
I mean, you saw that. Which one? He's like that George Lucas. He was talking shit about the new movie. He's like, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. It's like, yeah, we know how you would have done it. Yeah, no one wants to see it. We've seen what you what you thought was good, and yeah, we we did. You know what's like sad when you watch the prequels? And I don't know if you noticed this, but when I watched the prequels, I was like, I can see there's an interesting and awesome story that they're attempting to tell me. Right. But they're doing it in every wrong way possible. Yeah. Like if they would have just – the story was fine. Even most of the script was fine. But if they would have did it differently, maybe a little grittier, it would have been better. Well, yeah. like, And I think – There that... were good actors in that movie too. Natalie Portman did a good fucking job. But well, the way he, they had he, them deliver the lines was just so flat. Well, that's the thing. And that was one of the things that I kind of told people about was you can see actors that need directors. Like Ewan McGregor I thought was the fucking perfect Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, channeled fucking Alec Guinness. That guy did not need an, a director. He's like, you know, I got this. And then and did it. Samuel Jackson kind of you know, was trying to restrain himself from being Samuel L. Jackson. As I a noticed Jedi. that too. Like anytime he had to be upset, you could tell he wanted to be like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> Get these Sith Lords off this motherfucking planet. You know, uh, you know, a lightsaber when you absolutely have to kill every motherfucker in the room, you know, it's That's like, right. you know, it's like, you, you know, or he wanted to bust out in that Bible quote, you know, when he was His dressing down Anakin, you know, <laughs> The, the handle of his lightsaber said bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> and but, you know, and Hayden Christensen so bad with just the way he was delivering the lines. It was it and a lot of but a good director can fix that because those are all good actors. Yeah, they're all good actors. And the thing is, is and from what I've heard, a lot of it was it's kind of remember that documentary Chaos on the Bridge where Diane Mulder was talking about um, to Shatner about how when they did it, they were doing scenes. And when and, you know, when they were doing it, it was like technical, it's kind of what Lucas was. Lucas was focusing on the big the screen and the the big, you know, the the big picture of it. It felt like he was doing it in old school way. Yeah. That doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. And and that's what I thought kind of hurt. So seeing J.J. handling the actors this way, giving the emotionality and everything on it, I thought he did a solid, a solid directing job. The script was. Um, the script was solid. I mean, yeah, it had some plot holes, but every fucking movie does. You're never going to yeah. find a movie that's not going to have a plot hole. Every movie, every book, every yeah. magazine, every exactly. fucking spoken yeah. word. Exactly. <laughs> You're not going to find anything that's like, oh, yeah, you can't drive a Winnebago through that hole. You know, It, de- it depends. There's two different types of plot holes. There's a plot hole that's glaring that somebody didn't think of, of, of it and it doesn't match up with something that was already said. And there's a plot hole that you just don't know. Right. You know, and, and that's okay, too. Like, they can't tell you everything right? in an hour. How long was the movie? Like, two hours? Two hours, 20 minutes. It was a little long. It was, like, a little longer than the first Star Wars movie. I'm surprised they didn't go a little longer on it. They could have They could have justifi- justifiably went three hours. Oh, yeah. I think the movie was perfect the way it was. I think it was yeah. long enough. Some people said it was a little too long. Fuck you. And you it know was- there's got to be tons of deleted scenes. What the fuck would that blueprint but- come out? And it, in my in my opinion, it had the best closing shot. I thought of the of the uh, it was really really awesome closing shot. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but uh, even some points because you know George, George um, John Williams did the score for it, but there were certain moments where he 
pulled back some of the old one like you know the princess leia theme or the han solo that kind of thing or even vader's theme and every time you heard that little nuance of that old music i got chills when i heard it i was i was like oh my god i and i warned my girlfriend when i went in there i told her i go okay i'm gonna be geeking out fucking hard so just so you know i'm not gonna tone it down for you i'm gonna be geeking out fucking hard (laughs) so (laughs) you know just so you know and, and she was cool. She was just like, she laughed at me. She was like, you know, she was like, it's so funny because you're just like, oh my God. But yeah, so definitely check it out. It's, uh, I think if you're taking kids to see it, it'll be a fun movie. They got that shit in IMAX, don't they? Yeah. I'm trying to see it in IMAX though. Yeah. There were people in the, there were people in the audience dressed up. They had lightsabers and shit. See, I kind of didn't, and I told, I told Steve, Steve this, but I wanted to kind of flesh this out more. And then, then we have to move on. I'm fucking talking yeah. about Star Wars all night, um, which is fine, too. Which is our new podcast. <laughs> right. Um, our reviews if, of the first of, <laughs> of episode seven. <laughs> um, the, I didn't want to go to the first couple weeks. Now, one is because the fucking tickets sold out so fast. It's ridiculous. But I didn't want to anyway. And I told Steve because... I don't like big crowds and then screaming all the time. That's true, too. I, I feel uncomfortable. Like even when we went to see, I think it was the first or second Iron Man, we saw it at Universal City Walk on opening night, and I was just uncomfortable the whole fucking night. You know, it's just too loud, and I just weird out about it. But for me, I don't know enough about Star Wars where I'm comfortable with people screaming through half of it. Like, I'm going to want to listen, you know, and, and I need to I need to absorb every bit of it to try to connect it with other things because <laughs> star Wars doesn't come naturally to me. Like it does Steve. Now, if it was a star Trek movie, you fucking scream all you want. I already know what's going on. <laughs> right. You know, but I don't, I don't, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. I don't like that whole scream. Like, I'll be like, you can't sit the fuck down. Shut up. <laughs> so I think like the third or fourth week, it will be just a normal movie going experience. It won't be, people freaking out because they were freaking out here even in arizona the people standing in line they were all dressed up it was really cool yeah. you know i like when people get geeked out like that. i really do i just don't want to be involved in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm not the one to dress up and i i don't people being erratic and freaking out you know, it's weird weirds me out so one question i have at star wars though he, the the main dude's a clone right Oh yeah, that's that's actually it's kind of explained away in a, in one line, but it changes a lot. Cause uh, if you don't want to hear this, cause it's not. No, you know what? I don't want to hear it. If it's important, then fuck it. It's not really important. It just kind of explains what happened in one line. It's one simple line. But for if if there's any of you out there that don't want to know, um, I'm gonna make you can just skip ahead about maybe. A minute and then you know come back and i'll i'll whistle there you go if you hear me whistling you know it's over so it basically the there's a new there's a new army and they're actually um kid people that were taken at birth and basically brainwashed to do the um army's bidding apparently it's not a full thing it's just it's like a a new thing that they're trying out because the ren says um, it sounds like a clone army could have done better. And he's like, don't mock my army. He goes, they're loyal to me. So that's where that guy, the guy is actually a regular person, but he oh, was just okay. taken as a child and conditioned to be a new kind of stormtrooper. 
Well, you would think after so many clones, they would start running into walls. And... <laughs> yeah, eventually at some point the clone degrades. And... Yeah. <laughs> Me and we shoot end... real good. We end up in multiplicity with Michael Keaton, you know, the clone of a clone of a clone. It tends to a bad idea. Uh... All right, so. <laughs> so. There you go. All right. So... <laughs> All right, so really quickly. Uh, we're going to be off the next two weeks uh, for the holidays. Uh, got any plans? Aside from, um, <laughs> aside from what? Work. Yeah, well, I got to work all this week except for Friday. Uh, the mortgage industry never sleeps. Um, I will be though. <laughs> work. <laughs> um, the the no. I mean, we were wrapping. We wrapped maybe half the gifts today, and then we'll probably wrap the rest tomorrow and the next day. Um, I have six kids, so it's, I mean, I think they each got seven presents. Nice. So seven times six. Whew. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I got, I, I fuck, fuck the multiplication table. <laughs> so, um, nobody said there'd be math in this bitch. <laughs> we're going to have, uh, my wife, uh, my wife doesn't really do traditions. Like every holiday I eat something different. She likes to. She loves to cook and try different shit. So this this year we're having street tacos because that's what the kids wanted. So she's gonna make like a bunch of different kinds of street tacos. But one thing I'm excited about is throughout the year. So my wife wanted to buy all the kids MP3 players. I was like, no. Right. Um, throughout the year, I've been collecting my friends' old iPhones. Oh, so yeah. like they get a new phone. Surprisingly, they all got Samsung phones. <laughs> and um i not have a, not a shock here <laughs> right i have uh two 4s's one's in my hand these things are so fucking small um and one 5c and so i'm gonna throw that and uh, into the mix basically where they're like community devices so they can use them to watch youtube or mm. fuck off and listen to music and stuff so that that will make them pretty excited see you don't always have to buy things new, especially for children. Yeah. Because they're just going to break it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so then eventually they're going to get older. And go, no, dad, I need to get the new iPhone. So, I mean, I, I just, I can't even. I can't even. It was hilarious. This one night, uh, it was one of the times we were attempting to record and we couldn't record. So Adam and I just kind of talked and his, his daughter comes in. How old is she? Which I don't guy? know which one you're talking about. Uh, the one that came in and was asking about a device I couldn't even understand her, and you're over there going, I don't know, maybe mom has it. Uh, was that Eva? Or... Oh, I think that was Harley, the oh, youngest Harley. one. Yeah, Harley came in and was asking, I guess asking Adam. I could not make sense of she was saying. Happened. She was saying, where's the tablet? Oh, but the way she was saying it was like, what's what's the tablet? Tab- <laughs> what's the tablet? And I started cracking it because it was like, Oh my god, Dad, where's the tablet? I just, I can't even. Oh my god, and we were just cracking. Up. What makes it what makes it worse is she only has two volumes: not talking and yelling. <laughs> so she comes in and she's so small. I don't notice when she comes in sometimes. Dad, what's that? I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! And it's it's hard for me to refocus. I'm like what? What do you want? But yeah, it's she's a fucking trip. She's only three, so. It was hilarious because we're like, oh my god, dad, where's the tablet? Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I can't oh. <laughs> Fuck out of my face. <laughs> uh, any plans for New Year's or just New sleeping? Year's? <laughs> well, the thing, with, the thing with New Year's is that 
being that we have children, we we can't do the like go out and right, and we don't really drink that. I mean, maybe we'll get you know, get a couple of Guinnesses or something, but um, I know that because I wanted for I didn't want fucking street tacos. <laughs> Christmas dinner. I wanted a fucking spiral cut honey glaze ham like you're supposed to have America. <laughs> um, so my wife promised she's going to make that for New Year's. So we're just going to have a dinner um, and watch the ball drop on the TV. We're just like, why don't we ever go out? No, like, first of all, we live in Arizona. So they do have a thing downtown, but being that we downtown is also where ASU is. Oh, yeah. It's not the kind of thing you're going to bring your kids to. Right. Um, and also I didn't buy a 55 inch TV to go out. Right. So it's an HD. Go ahead and watch the ball drop in New York right. and enjoy yourself. So. Uh, well, that's cool. What are you doing? Um, well for my job, we're shutting down, um, hopefully early on the 23rd and I have the 24th, 25th off. So. Uh, I'm going to be spending the 23rd into the 24th with my girlfriend going to her place and we're just kind of having our own little Christmas Eve kind of thing. And then on Christmas Eve, we're heading back here and then uh, we're just going to have – we're going to have tamales because that's what I've always had as a kid growing up on Christmas was uh, just a plate full of tamales. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, And then uh, probably watch some Christmas movies and then uh, wake up on Christmas Day, be here, and then I get – it's going to be a four-day weekend for me, so Saturday, Sunday. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing. Uh, definitely not going anywhere, I can tell you that. Fuck uh, that. It's uh, not even worth it. <laughs> hell no. I mean, it's like, I could, if there's a good thing, I'll have it online and delivered to my house. <laughs> that's Right. That's what I can do. Um, but uh, f- then we return for work again for three days. And then New Year's, I think um, my girlfriend and I are going to end up having our own little thing at her place. Plus, she has her dogs. Um and uh, so, you know, just having everybody there, people shoot off firecrackers and shit. Um, so we'll probably just hang out at her place on New Year's into New Year's Day. So it's going to be kind of – we don't <laughs> – Heather and I are kind of like on that tip of like we're we're, we're old because it's like, oh, really? It would be nice to go out, but at the same time, I don't want to deal with everybody. Then you don't want to have right. to deal with the drunk people at night, you know. Even if you're in a, getting an Uber, there's always some asshole driving around. So for the most part, I think we're just going to be playing it pretty low key. This is the kind of thing I wanted to do this year. It's like I kind of wanted Christmas and New Year's to just kind of be a little more low key. Um, not low key, but low key. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, even the Christmas lights, I didn't put all the bright white ones up. I just had the soft colored ones. Yesterday, I was, sit- I was sitting in my – because last couple of weeks, I've been just fucking moving around. I'm so tired. So yesterday on my first day off, I was like – Okay, I just kicked on the Christmas lights. We have these two little, um, this like, uh, uh, this little bear and Christmas owl that we kind of turn on. They rotate lighting colors. Turned on some Christmas movies. I just sat on the recliner. The dogs sat, slept on the floor. The cats were like chilling by me, and it was just quiet and dark. The Christmas lights up, watching movies. Perfect. Couldn't ask for a more perfect, quiet time. And then my brother came home and ruined it. So, um, ah. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm kidding. Um, he no, did come home, but not the ruining. Um, but yeah. He's not kidding. No. <laughs> he was crying that night. I did. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, that's, so it's cool. Um, one thing I did want to ask, and Heather gave me a good, it gave it a good idea for, I know there's some of you out there that, you know, listen to the show. I've been listening to it for a long time. I was just curious if there was any, like, 
favorites that you had of the year of this past year episodes or little segments or anything like that of the past year that you heard from the show let us know hit us up you can hit us up on our website go to the lazy geeks facebook page facebook.com slash the lazy geeks or even twitter or on at the lazy geeks or even just email us the geeks at the lazy geeks.com just let us know if you had any favorite little tidbits stuff like that so just you know it's stuff that we like to hear you know, we'd not like to know if there were some highlights for you guys. And they all can't be the Star Trek episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they probably will be, but I'm sure they, they, they all can't be that. Um, but yeah, so. But can they? No, but, yeah, but will they is really. Mm. <laughs> all right. So I guess it's time we actually get into the podcast. Maybe. Yeah. 46 minutes in. We should probably get into it now. huh? Um, all right. So let's get into this week's deals. So. Uh, the Microsoft Store, this is also comes, the weekly deals comes from GameSpot. Um, the link's in the show notes. Uh, the Microsoft Store is throwing a $50 gift card and a free select game, The Crew, Watch Dogs, or Assassin's Creed, Unity, <laughs> in the uh, purchase of an Xbox One, which is already $50 off. Yeah. And you can choose to add the Kinect for, in for $50, a sizable discount from the usual 100 bucks. I would throw the Kinect in for 50 bucks. Just yeah, for 50 it- yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. I, I I only want it so when I buy a code, I can hold it up. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the epitome of lazy in the right. Lazy. But yeah, I totally would too. If it was for fifty bucks and you're already getting fifty bucks off on the Xbox, yeah, I would totally do that. I would totally add it in there. Um, let's see. Uh, get the Star Wars Battlefront PS4 bundle for two eighty five, or the limited edition Destiny bundle for three eighty at Newegg. Using the promo code EMCKNKV23. Why is Star Wars cheaper than Destiny? That's weird. Yeah. Mm, whatever. <laughs> Xbox One Elite bundle for four, $427.50 at uh, Newegg. That's cool. Using the same promo code. Just using the same promo code, yes. Buy two select games at Target and give you a $50 gift card. The choices are limited to six games. Uh, but they don't cost all cost sixty bucks. Rainbow Six Siege sixty bucks. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate sixty. The Crew Wild Run Edition forty. Far Cry Four Complete Edition fifty. Just Dance two thousand sixteen forty. And Hasbro Family Fun Pack forty bucks. I probably would do it for like maybe like Rainbow Six and Far Cry. Yeah. And Syndicate, even if you don't get Syndicate free with something else, when you buy Syndicate, you get something free with it. <laughs> they just they want you to get the game. They really do. Oh, speaking of which, and Adam Adam cracked up when I told him this. I actually bought Assassin's Creed Syndicate. This I have not dumb motherfucker. I actually haven't played it yet. Um, but I was standing in line at the DMV, and they gave me a free copy when I renewed <laughs> uh, when I renewed my license. So it was like crazy. I was like, actually, oh I, shit! I, I, All right. I went to. Uh, I went to the bathroom at a Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and they gave it to me on my way out. Oh, was, nice. Fuck, it's weird. I didn't even buy anything there. Right, That's yeah. the weirdest thing. I just went <laughs> to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I did buy it. It was uh, $49.99 on sale at GameStop. You're fucking steady stupid, too, because they were giving it out like crazy right after that. He's like, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I know. This motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. I, well, I went to go Christmas shopping, and you can't go Christmas shopping without buying something for yourself. That's right. Uh, America. America, yeah. And I bought it for the PS4, too, because I looked and I was like, oh, remote play. That'd be kind of nice. Play that steady shit in my room when my brother's hogging up the TV. Uh, Let's see. PS4. PlayStation 4 4 controllers are 20 bucks off at Best Buy. 
bringing the cheapest standard black one down to 40 bucks. That's a good deal. Yeah, especially if you um you got some kids in the house or just roommates or something, you're trying to get that get those controllers right. I just bought um I have four controllers for the Xbox One now, and that was not cheap. No. <laughs> I have I have uh, I have three now and they were cheap. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> now I have two for the Xbox One. I have two regular black ones and then I have both of the Halo limited edition ones. Oh right, nice. Yeah, motherfucker. Oh, uh, this is the second week of PSN's holiday sale, um, offering discounts on all PSN members, even better prices for subscribers. Highlights um, uh, are Battle- Star Wars Battlefront for forty bucks. While members can get uh, Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition for forty two dollars, and if you if you like the old school um, RPGs on PC, like the old D and D games like Baldur's Gate and Shadows of Aim and all that shit, Divinity Original Sin is your fucking game. Awesome. Metal Metal Slug Three for three dollars and seventy four cents. Yeah, <laughs> and Metal Slug Three is everybody's fucking game. Yeah. Uh, okay, and oh, Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, Final Fan. Where'd it go? What am I doing? I don't know. And Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, X- Final Fantasy X slash X two HD for twenty five bucks. And then a number of retailers are selling the Star Wars uh, Battlefront PS four bundle for three hundred, uh, including. Did we just talk about it being cheaper up, up above though? Yeah, the Xbox. Oh, that's for the Xbox. My yeah. bad. PS four three hundred. Um, Amazon, which says currently out of stock, and Best Buy and GameStop. Uh, and, uh, also, it comes with a copy of Battlefront and Star Wars Classic Bundles, as well as a copy of Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for people to, like, even I go, I heard about this podcast and it was giving away. What the fuck is with this shit? I want to go into a shop and buy something like a game. So I'm going to go, I, I get Syndicate with this, right? <laughs> see what they say. Yeah. You see, um, you probably get somebody to go, oh, yeah, yeah, I think they, I think you do. Yeah, they here. just give it to you? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't you need to take it out of your Nah, just go. <laughs> they got some smoking fucking deals though. Um, Battlefront's obviously forty dollars. The deluxe edition is forty dollars. Fifty dollars for the deluxe. Oh, okay, okay. I see where it goes. Um, Disney Infinity three point starter edition is forty bucks. I just bought that. It actually comes with the two Star Wars characters, which is pretty dope. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain forty dollars at GameStop. Call of Duty Black Ops Three is forty dollars at Amazon. Uh, and Amazon, okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like what? Fifty dollars at Best Buy, um, and the hottened edition is sixty dollars at GameStop. Destiny: The Taken King. Uh, why am I reading this whole thing? Uh, Destiny: The Taken King Legendary Edition, thirty-two point forty-eight, and now we're skimming. Ooh, Lego Dimensions is yeah, 60. sixty on Amazon, seventy at Best Buy, at Target, and sixty at Toys R Us. That's a good time to buy. They had to drop that price. Oh yeah, hundred bucks. I was like, yeah. Come on. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, uh, forty-five bucks or free with any other purchase. I'm just kidding on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Minecraft Story Mode, I just bought that for the kids, uh, twenty bucks at Best Buy. Uh, what else is it? FIFA. FIFA. Ooh, no, FIFA forty. Yeah, FIFA for forty. Diablo three Ultimate Edition, Evil Edition, twenty bucks at GameStop. That game is definitely worth twenty bucks. Uh, Uncharted: yeah. The Nathan Drake Collection, forty-nine on Amazon, thirty. Uh, Rakuten digital, it's a digital version. All the um, all the sports games are forty. NHL sixteen and Madden NFL sixteen, forty bucks. If you still Each. haven't picked up uh, Grand Theft Auto five, forty bucks at Best Buy, twenty nine at Target. Yeah, so go to Target. Yeah. Um, WWE two K sixteen is forty five. I've heard it's not even worth that. 
Um, <laughs> Mortal Kombat X is 42. It's still... Yeah. You would expect that to be 20 by now. I know. I, I was kind of like, dude, come on. Um, let's see. Mad Rock Max Band is 4. 45 at Amazon. Oh, Rock Band 4 Bandit, Band in a Box is 200. But keep in mind that comes with the drum set, comes with the guitar, comes with, yeah. you know, comes with all of that. If, if you have the Xbox one, all you have to buy is a dongle and you can use the old the old stuff with it. Right. December's free PlayStation Plus games, including King's Quest Episode 1 and Gauntlet, are now available. Talk about some fucking old school games, dude. Right. I know, right? Um, Xbox One. Uh, yeah. Xbox One bundles are $50 off, including Halo 5, 450, Elite 450, and Gears of War 300 ones are at multiple retailers, including Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and GameStop. Yeah, I've noticed X- the Xbox One, I think Microsoft keeps it pretty uniform across most of the stores yeah. for the big deals. So, um, Purchase an Xbox One at Best Buy, and you can get 40% off on three months of Xbox Live Gold, bringing it to $15 bucks, um, and or a $30 off a controller. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, this week's deals of gold are now available, including Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition for 36 Star Wars Battlefront for 40 um, and more. And more. Uh, for Xbox Geals, Rise of the Tomb Raider, 40 bucks Amazon Digital, 40 bucks at Best Buy, and 45 at Target. That's a good deal. Phantom Pain again, $35 Amazon, $40 GameStop. Uh, some of these are repeats. Disney Infinity 3.0 Starter Editions, 40 bucks at Best Buy again. Here's one. Star Wars, I mean, Transformers Devastation, 34 bucks on Amazon. That game looks so fucking It's dope. so fun. It's such a fun game. Um, uh, Halo 5 Guardians, uh, 50 bucks at Best Buy, 45 at Target. Uh, limited Edition, $79 in Amazon Collector's Edition is 140 at Best Buy. Um, let's see. Gears of War Ultimate Edition, 28.69 on Amazon. Uh, same same sports games are discounted, same price. Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition, 31 bucks. That game is whack. <laughs> Um, Talking about whack, Tony Hawk's Pro Stater 5, 35 bucks, still too expensive. <laughs> Amazon. Uh, Fantasia Music Evolve, 14 bucks on Amazon, 4 bucks at Walmart. Thief is $11 on Amazon, but if you don't have Thief by now, they give the game away free like twice already. Well, it's it's Thief is free this month. Yes, what the fuck? <laughs> Amazon trying to cheat you out that money. I know. Hey, right? Unity is 39 <laughs> at Amazon. Yeah. Or free with uh, and free comes with syndicate. Um, I found it in a box of cereal, actually. <laughs> uh, PC. The current. Oh, hold on, real quick. Oh. December December second batch of free games with gold titles are available, including Thief and uh, Sacred Three. And Sacred Three is a cool little um, action RPG. I used to play that back in the day. That's a Xbox 360 game. Uh, for PC, the current Humble Bundle features classic Neo games. Uh, you can get several of uh, at any price you wish while paying 10 bucks or more. gets you more than two dozen games. Humble Bundle is so dope. Yeah. Steam has a free weekend going on for Sword Coast Legends, whatever the hell that is. You can play for free until Sunday and or pick up the game for 20 bucks. Uh, GOG's weekend sale offers some nice deals, including uh, Evil Genius for four bucks, Aliens versus Predator two thousand for two thirty nine, uh, Empire Earth Gold Edition for two thirty nine. Uh, you can save twenty percent at Green Man Gaming using the voucher. Blah blah blah. Check the link. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Uh, Jade Empire Special Edition is Origins' latest free on the house game. Dude, Origins free on the house games are fucking whack. Like they're good games, but they were good games in the nineties. Like right, yeah. And the, the sad thing is, they don't even upscale them. Like hmm. one of them was Theme Hospital. Like man, I used to play Theme Hospital. It's pretty dope, but it's literally just the game from back then. So my computer <laughs> won't play it. Oh jeez, like, what the fuck? Um, let's see. Turok HD, sixteen dollars. Humble, humble store, sixteen dollars on Steam. I remember that game. Yeah, uh, Turok. Uh, and South Park: The Stick of Truth, thirteen bucks on Amazon. Ooh, City Skylines is uh, twelve bucks on GMG. Uh, if you liked, if you like Sim City the way it used to be and want an upgraded version of it, get City Skylines. Right. And that's pretty. Kerbal Space Program is twenty four dollars on Steam. If you haven't played that yet. All right, so Wii U, the Splatoon, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Eight, and Super Mario Three D World Wii U bundles are two fifty each at Target. Why don't they just cut to cut to the chase? Charge me about three hundred bucks and give me all those games. Those are the only right. fucking games you want to play anyway. Exactly. Uh, Best Buy has a buy one get one 40% off deal that covers all the Nintendo Wii U and 3DS games. Oh. It includes recent, rele- uh, recent releases like Xeoblade, Chronicles X, and Stacks with the Gamers Club uh, unlock discounts. Cool. Uh, if you don't mind buying a refurb- refurbished system, Nintendo's online store has a Wii U bundle with Nintendo Land for $200. Or Nintendo Land and Super Mario 3D World for two twenty five. There's no reason for you not to fork over that extra twenty five bucks for Super Mario 3D. That game's dope. Uh, there's also a white version of the latter for two thirty five. That's pretty dope. If you don't mind yeah. refurbs. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Uh, Lego Dimension sixty nine bucks on Amazon, seventy at Best Buy, Target, and sixty at uh, Toys R Us. Mario Party ten thirty five dollars at Target. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World is already $35 at Target, and that kind of worries me. Yeah. Um, the Wii U plus Fit Meter plus Balance Board, $25 bucks at the Nintendo Store. Uh, um, and Epic Mickey 2, 5 bucks at Walmart. Um, That's in that see. budget bin. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, 3DS, uh, as Best Buy has a buy one, get one 40% off deal that covers all the same thing as for the Wii U. Uh, the new 3DS XL is 175 on Amazon, red and black. Best Buy, red and black, and the Target, same coloring scheme. Walmart is selling the 2DS Yokai Watch Bundle for $80. Bucks. Um, Nintendo's online store is offering refurbished 2DSs for 60 That's not that bad, if you Two- don't mind the 2DSs. Yeah, yeah that, I probably would get the 2DS anyway. I don't really like the 3DS. I like the 3DS just because it's clamshell. You uh, slide it in your pocket. But... Right. I wouldn't take it outside of the house anyway. I have a job. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't look like any real good games there. The PlayStation Vita, uh, same thing. The holiday sale. There's some uh, for what is it? Uh, is offering discounts. PSN highlights for the Plus members include Metal Slug Three for three seventy four. No discounted Vitas. That's a mistake. Yeah. Stupid. Um. Let's see. Uh, Their games are fucking discounted, though. Pretty yeah. much every game you'd ever want to play is on sale. We're pretty much. Yeah, Sonic oh. and the All-Star uh, Racing Transform 2143 at, uh, at Amazon, on Amazon. 
The uh, Walking Dead Season 2, 14 in Amazon. Uncharted ooh. Golden Abyss, 17 in Amazon. PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale, 19 bucks on Amazon. I'd get I that. wish they would have kept up with that. That that yeah. was a that was a good game, and it would have been a definite competitor to Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, but free- like most Sony things, they... Yeah. You know. And free games, Freedom Wars and Rocket Birds. And then for hardware... Ooh. Um, PlayStation 4 cameras, 50 bucks on Amazon, 45 at Walmart... PlayStation Now starter kits forty bucks at Best Buy. Logitech G920 racing wheel for Xbox One and PC three fifty at Best Buy. It's not that bad. The um, Logitech G700S gaming mouse is fifty at Amazon. That's a pretty popular mouse. Um, that's kind of it. Yeah, that's kind of it. You can check out the full list by clicking the links in the show notes. We have it there for you. All right. So I guess after an hour, it's time for us to get into news, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's our last show. We can go long if we Fuck want. Fuck it. Yeah. So, Star Wars, yeah. Uh, yeah. So did that happen? I didn't. I didn't hear anything. I know. About that. I know. If you if you've been watching the news, they barely say anything about it. Uh, deadlines reporting as of Sunday, which is when we're recording the show. Uh, Star Wars is back to the upper echelon of its projections with the opening weekend of two hundred forty-one million to two hundred forty-six million per industry calculations. Disney is calling the weekend um, on Sunday morning at 2.38, but others are telling that it's actually much higher than that. Uh, as we always knew uh, we and saw, everyone can what can just say goodbye <laughs> to the all-time – oh, the all-time domestic debut of Jurassic World set the record in June for $208 million. Industry calculator, calculations show $69 million for Saturday alone. While Disney reported 68.7 million, Saturday was a steep drop from Friday of The Force Awakens of 43%, then Jurassic World's 15% slip between those two days. Now, keep in mind, Star Wars opened heavily on that Thursday night, starting at, I think it was 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., showing shows all night long. So, obviously, Thursdays get thrown into Friday, so obviously, Friday's going to be huge. Um,. So it looks like that Star Wars, yeah, is just taking in two hundred and forty-one million its opening weekend. Already, already crushed Jurassic World, Avengers, all of those, making it the highest-grossing movie. Also, the highest-grossing December movie. We all knew this was going to happen, people. Yeah, we just needed to know how much. (laughs) By how much it was going to. Everyone knew. Right. Disney saw a twenty-nine percent drop from Saturday into Sunday with grossing 48.8 million while thursday and friday ticket sales were dictated by advanced sales sunday will be more of those days of it relies largely on walking our walk-up business so yeah we'll just have to see so as far as the opening weekend went uh 238 million for star wars this weekend uh Jurassic World holds a second with 208 million. The Avengers 207 million. Avengers: Age of Ultron 191 million, and Iron Man 3 174 million. So yeah. So it's number one, basically. It's basically number one. Does it seem like every year now there's a new number one? I remember when they used to hold that title for quite some time. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I mean, Jurassic World had it. So just so you know, this is what the studio is reporting for the weekends. Uh, number one this weekend was Star Wars Force Awakens. Uh, number t- uh, with uh, what was the total accumulation for three-day accumulation? $238 million. Alvin and the Chipmunks came in a very close second with $14 million. 
That was the few irresponsible parents that just dropped their kids off there right. so they could go see Star Wars. Exactly. Uh, Sisters, the Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler movie, came in at $13.4 million. Number four was The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2. That uh, came out to the, this weekend? It came out a long time. It came out a couple oh, okay, weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that brought in $5 million. Uh, Creed. I have very little interest in fucking The Hunger Games. Yeah. I tried, and I just can't get into it. Uh, Creed, uh, the latest installment in the Rocky series, brought in 5.1 million. Uh, Good Dinosaur brought in 4.2 million. Krampus, the horror Christmas movie, brought in uh, 3.78 million. And it goes down from there. So it just keeps going down. Keeps going down. So, yeah. What was the bottom of the list? What's the bottom? Uh, of the list? Bottom of the, let's see. Well, they stopped at 12, which was Spectre, the James Bond movie, which brought in 1.4, but it's closing in on 200,000. That's been out for a while, though. Oh, yeah. It's been out for, according to this, let me see if they actually put how many weeks it's been out. Seven weeks. Basically, on that whole list, even though it's second, the worst producer was Alvin and the Chipmunks because it came out this that weekend, oh, which yeah. was stupid. I don't know who – like, Star Wars is so big, I didn't even know other movies were going to be aired I, in the theater. I, at that I understand – sisters being out because that's a totally different type that's for like single women who just want to cry into some hot <laughs> you know what i'm but saying but alvin and the chipmunk should have waited or yeah come because out a that's a earlier. kids movie the parents have to take no parent wants to go see out they'll just see it next weekend yeah you know so those are the people that went to the box and they go oh shit we're here oh uh, you guys want to see alvin and the chipmunks yeah let's go see alvin since star wars is sold out yeah those <laughs> are the ones that were dumb and didn't know it was sold out so. right right they didn't buy their tickets early online you know which is what i do anyway i buy them online before i even go to the movie theater i started doing that recently yeah um, i don't go to the theater that often but i just don't want to talk to people right so i mean if i could buy my concession stand stuff online i do it <laughs> You know, just come in and walk in. It's Dad actually, of Riley Pack is sitting there. It's hey. actually one of the cool things I like with like uh, with the iPhone. Uh, one of the few things I like about it is that you can add the ticket to your wallet, so you get the QR code. So oh. that I just walk into the theater, open, hold up my phone, and they go, "Okay, put it right here." Scans, prints out the tickets. And I just walk right, walk right to the theater. It's, it's beast mode. Exactly. exactly. So. On Tell to, us something else that could be even bigger, Beast Mode. On to calmer news. Um, <laughs> Vin Diesel's own One Race production company uh, has teamed up with the with Universal Television to do a few different projects in the future. First project will be a television series complement uh, to the cult sci-fi film franchise Riddick, and Diesel couldn't be happier. Um, he says, I have dreamt about expanding the One Race brand into television and now we found the perfect creative partners of course he said that um jennifer salk nbc entertainment president is also pretty stoked about the new deal saying in addition to being a huge star for our feature division vin is a true creative force as a producer she sure has after sitting <laughs> after sitting blah everybody's blowing smoke up their ass um it's nice to see everyone is happy <laughs> that's what i find. <laughs> Um, now, and I actually told Steve earlier that no, Vin Diesel is going to be Riddick, but it doesn't actually exclusively say that. So I don't know. All I know is Riddick is coming to TV, that if, universe. If it's not Vin Diesel, I could give a shit. If it's not Vin Diesel, it's not going to do well. Right. Because Vin Diesel is that character. It's, 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 he, you liked him because he was such a fucking badass. Right. 
you know, and in I don't know, because really, Riddick, you really shouldn't like him. If you really think about it, he's kind of a dick. Oh, yeah, he's a total dick. But he's the shit. So you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you know see, I mean? there's there's a difference. There's always a difference. It's always one of those that's like, the guy's a dick, but he can get shit done. It's kind of like Bruce Willis in Die Hard movie. He's kind of a dick. Right. But but he gets he backs his shit up. That's right. If it was if he was uh, kind of a dick, and, and also a bitch, right, and also and... a bitch, then yeah, we got we 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 got we got problems, right? You know, because that's not how we roll, right? Right. By the way, I checked our Facebook. Um, I checked uh, my Facebook page where I posted the picture of the Lazy Geeks Final Countdown episode, and she's like, "Best title ever." That's right. <laughs> You're just telling us stuff we already know. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry>. no. <laughs> all right so just over a month ago this comes from polygon by the way uh just over a month ago after xbox 360 uh backwards compatibility arrived to xbox one platform bringing 104 games along with it microsoft had announced the second wave of last generation titles that are supported by the new console the 16 16 wait wait did i say 16 16 sony they have 16, 16 new games. 360. And that's on top of what they already had. Exactly. On top. They just dropped 16. Like what? Right. Right. Did, I heard that mic drop. I heard a mic drop. Uh, so, which includes. I think that dick dropped on the yeah, desk. Right. I know. <laughs> um, which include Halo Reach, the fifth most requested title, according to Microsoft users' voting page. Uh, with that's because that's the one Halo title that's not in the remastered edition. Right. Will work on your Xbox One effective last week. And I own that shit, motherfucker. Bop, bop, bop. You can find the full list sorted um, at the at the on the post there. Uh, the company today's uh, company today's list was some information on how backwards compatibility backwards compatibility has been received over the last month. Major Nelson post says more than nine million hours have been spent playing 360 games on the Xbox One, including popular titles being Fallout 3, Gears of War 3, Just Cause 2, Assassin's Creed 2, and Dirt 3. Pretty much the biggest games on that backwards compatibility list. Notably not included in Microsoft's update today is Sacred 3. While Major Nelson points out all three 360 games available through Games with Gold after November 12th, such as the recently available Sacred 3, are playable on the Xbox One. The title does not appear in the official list of supported games. They've added, uh, we've added it to our list after verifying the title was, in fact, available to download on the Xbox One. Uh, some, other, some other notable ways of slicing the data. A full 75% of new editions are Xbox Live Arcade titles. Since these titles are always um, distributed digitally, they magically appear on your console if you purchase them on your Xbox 360. But since they're lower-priced titles, they also represent a smaller risk for publishers releasing them. Speaking of which, nearly 70% of the titles added today, uh, 11 out of the 16, are published by Microsoft. Right. And that's that's to be expected, especially in the beginning. Yeah. The overall percentage of all 120 games is almost 50%. Of course, we may we expect Microsoft to support its own initiative, but a quick perusal of the most requested titles at xbox.uservoice.com reveals plenty of high-profile titles not yet confirmed for backwards compatibility and that aren't published by Microsoft. And like we said, you can see the full list of games on Polygon. <laughs> okay, Shatner. In the light, in the show notes with the link 
there's a few games on here that I actually have. I'm kind of excited about, like uh, Fallout Two. for you today. Jesus. <laughs> Fable um, two and three. I just bought those dirt cheap because my wife loves that series. So I, now we had to hang up the 360. It's just too fucking slow <laughs> compared to everything else we have. Right. And it was pissing everyone off. So I can install those on the Xbox One so she can play. Kane and Lynch two. I remember that game. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, I remember that game, Borderlands. Sacred 3. A lot of small stuff, the Pac-Man games. Oh, um, Centipede. Bethesda. Um, Doom. With Doom, Doom, Doom 2, 2, and oh, Fallout 3. I forgot Fallout 3. That Wolfenstein came 3D. Wolfenstein 3D. That's the, the, um, yeah, the old one. Yeah. That's a port of a port of a port. It's like the whole clone thing. Uh, Alien Hominid HD was a good game. Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga. I have that game. Those Lego the that was before Lego games started getting interesting. Like they were just bash, 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 collect shit. It was whatever. Earthworm Jim HD. What up? Mirror's Edge. All the Gears of War games. Banjo Kazooie, bitch. I have all those games because I bought the rare, the rare collection. Yeah. Motherfucker, my kids love those games too. They're fucking. I never played them. They're wacky as shit. <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on half of the time. But we're having fun. Yeah, Gears of War, Gears of War 2 and 3. Condemned Criminal War. Origins is terrifying. Halo Spartan Assault. I have the game on PC. It's pretty dope. Uh, Sega Vintage Collection. Sega, Sega. Sega Vintage <laughs> Collection. Golden Axe or Alex Kidd and Co. Golden Axe is that fucking classic, dude. <laughs> Um, let's see, Super Meat Boy. Uh, that yeah, was... I have Super Meat Boy. It's all right. Uh, um... Anyway, moving on. Crazy Taxi. I'm <laughs> gonna say here. <laughs> um, League of Legends developer Riot has a new boss to answer to after Chinese company Tencent <laughs> uh, flat out bought the company. Uh, right. Yeah, I know. Riot Games announced the purchase in a post on their official site, confirming Tencent Holdings Limited, such a fucking cool name, um, is under full control of Riot Games from now on. Quote, as a, re- as a result of our continued growth and changing circumstances, we're shifting to a new structure to recognize the and reward rioters' contributions. And that first involves a big change to our existing equity program. As part of this effort, our majority investor, Tencent, recently purchased the remaining equity of Riot Games. This allows us to move away from a Riot equity program towards a cash-based incentive program that allows rioters to share in Riot success. I have no fucking clue what that means, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're meant to. Yeah. Um, Tencent is one of China. Tencent's a huge company. Tencent's one of China's largest internet companies. And not to be and, confused with 50 Cent. Right. Um <laughs> And now one of, <laughs> and is now one of the world's largest game companies as well. Uh, with this recent purchase, based in um, Shenzhen, Shenzhen, yeah, I think Tencent holds minority minority stakes in other game companies as well, such as Activision Blizzard, Epic Games, GLU Mobile, and Pocket Gems. Um, they are a holding company, though, and that that's kind of. They don't – the worry is – now, I don't play League of Legends. I have some friends that do. The worry is is that being that Tencent – Tencent is a huge company and they want money. 
Yeah. They don't care what yeah, they the don't product care about quality. is. Yeah. They just care that the product is selling. Right. Does that mean that League of Legends is going to get shitty? I don't know. I've heard from some people that League of Legends got shitty a long time ago. Um, <laughs> so I have no idea. Uh, the MOBA, the MOBA um, genre is all over the fucking place. It, it never really settled down. And now you have a Blizzard with... Here's the storm, and that's kind of taken off a little bit. And then Dota 2 is always around, always there, you know, waving its old finger at everybody. Right. Um, so, who knows what's going to happen? However, in these situations, historically, usually, the game is a microtransaction cash shop is added, which will be okay at first, and then it will be play to win, and then you'll be fucked. So, <laughs> or not play to win, pay to win. Pay to win, yeah. So. I don't know, man. Can't make much money off a free game. Right. Just keep that in mind because Tencent knows that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So this comes from The Verge. Uh, Plex, the popular media streaming app, is now free on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. The app launched on both consoles in preview for paying Plex Pass customers. But now their core functionality is available to everyone at no cost. If you've got a massive media library on your PC or Mac, it um, all it takes is registering an account, installing Plex Media Server app on the PC or NAS, download the app for your respective console, and then going through the quick setup process. Plex will play almost any format that you throw at it, and you'll be able to stream all the media to the TV, smartphones, tablets, and wherever else a Plex app exists. The best part might be how it or it organizes all your stuff automatically pulling down high resolution media artwork descriptions and so on. Paying for Plex Pass, $5 a month, $40 a year or 150 for a lifetime subscription does does still get you plenty of perks though the um though like offline syncing for mobile devices, cloud sync, movie trailers, Vivo music videos and early access to the company's latest software. But if you're trying to do uh, do is stream your movies on your video game console of choice, you can do it without paying a cent. There's also a Plex app for the new Apple TV if you prefer a set-top box. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Yeah. It's always nice when you can able to, you know, put your shit and just stream it everywhere else. Plex used to hook us up in the past, too. I don't know. Uh. Had a little relationship with them. Yeah. And they just then they just they broke up with us. Yeah. Then they just said deuces. <sighs> it's their kid, though. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> this um next article. As you can say, this motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. This next article from IGN, by the way, is probably the coolest article you hear all month. Um, because it's just amazing. Uh, in partnership with retro video game systems, Coleco, yes, <laughs> Coleco, that Coleco, <laughs> um, has announced a new cartridge-based console system called the Coleco Chameleon. What the fuck? Cartridge-based? You heard me. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it reminds me like that line from I, the IT crowd. Are you from the past? Right. <laughs> Chameleon comes a little over 30 years after the company's ColecoVision um, released in 1982. ColecoVision, I actually played a ColecoVision once. It was it was weird. Uh, <laughs> I think I played a ColecoVision way, way, way back. Keep in mind, I was born in 1984. So for me, it was just like, what the fuck is... Um, Cole 
click, 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 ColecoVision <laughs> was known for bringing popular arcade games into the home. Um, Coleco claims the Chameleon will be a versatile new video game system that serves as a modern-day take on the classic game console and is promised to accurately play classic video games. The system will also play new 8, 16, and 32-bit games, all in the spirit of the golden age of gaming. Um, Retro Video Game Systems President Mike Kennedy calls it a love letter to all the classic cartridge-based games systems that came before it. Kennedy thinks it will take gamers back to a simpler time, a time he says when games were all about great gameplay and fun factor. Uh, we can expect the Coleco Chame- Chameleon to <laughs> fuck it. That sounds so cool, Coleco Chameleon uh, to launch. Come, 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 Coleco, Coleco Chameleon, Coleco. I always thought Coleco was a cool name too. Um, <laughs> expected to launch in early 2016. Um, and for a sneak peek at Toy Fair New York in 2016 from February 13th to 16th, uh, no price has been announced yet, but Coleco tweeted that the console will be significantly more affordable than the first go-around. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the ColecoVision was expensive as fuck. Yeah. Um, this is really cool for people who like the retro games, and I like that they're going to be – they're planning anyway, if it goes to plan, to make new game, new 8, 16, and 32-bit games. Um, I could see them opening this up to indie developers. I mean, we're they're already – the kids today are already playing – 16 bit games on the PC. They don't even realize it. Right. You know, they just call it the retro style. You know, but this this would be cool, especially if they could get like um some deals with uh companies like Sega and some, they won't get a deal with Nintendo, but like other companies that had the older games, you get the classics on there. I just want to put a cartridge into a console to play the game. <laughs> Now, they have a picture, or a few pictures, actually, of the Coleco Chameleon. Uh, the controller has two analog sticks on the top. And then below that, it looks almost identical to a Super Nintendo controller um, in form, not in color. The system has this cool, what the fuck, IGN, fix your damn photo gallery thing. <laughs> um, it has this cool, like rainbow effect on the name it's black it kind of looks like a tricked out sega genesis the second gen right um and it looks like the controller is wireless i don't see any wires so this is dope like if they so- <laughs> if they if they sold this for a good price point i'd pick it up i'd pick what, it up. what's a good price point like for like real? cheap motherfucker thing. <laughs> i don't know they could they could get away with what do you think 50 bucks let's be honest dude Mm, i'd probably see it yeah 50 bucks would probably be around the right price point i wouldn't be surprised if they tried to sell it for 100 at first yeah and then it drops right because it's like the base (laughs) (laughs) because they're trying they try to capture on the nostalgic because it's coleco coleco I just want to say I got that new Coleco. Yeah, I know, right? People are like, what? Oh, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? You, If you don't know, you don't know. And then just fade out. <laughs> All right. So uh, how, long of, um, how long of a run will writer Tanishi Coates 
have on Black Panther. According to Marvel Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonso, as long as the National Book Award winner wants. While Coates has planned a 12-issue opening arc for his and artist Brian Stelfreeze's Black Panther series, Alfonso has clarified to CBR uh, that that doesn't mean Coates is done with the book after that point, with the intention on both sides to do more. Quote, Another site reported that we've announced Black Panther as an ongoing, despite the fact that Ta, uh, Tanishi is, uh, has only has 12-issue story arc. Although Alonzo said in the week's edition of CBR's weekly Q&A column, Axel in Charge, that's incorrect. What, uh, what Tanishi has said is that he only knows the details of the first-year story arc. He has not said he's done after that. Far from it. He's made it clear that he'd like to continue, and we are, in fact, planning our next editorial retreat, keeping his schedule conflicts in mind. I'll let Tanishi speak for that matter himself, but Black Panther is not a limited series. It is an ongoing series. Uh, Coates and and Stealth Freeze were announced as a team of the new Black Panther ongoing series this past September. The announcement made mainstream news, giving Coates' profile as a national correspondent for The Atlantic, writer of The Beautiful Struggle, A Father, Two Sons, and An Unlikely Road to Manhood, and Between the World and Me, which won the 2015 National Book Award for nonfiction. Black Panther number one is slated for release in April 2016, and Alonzo has disclosed the first issue is already fully drawn. That's cool. That's going to be an ongoing series because I was at first I was like twelve issues. I go really? They're going to do a single issue? But that's nice that it's going to go. I think I think it's a hate crime if you cancel Black Panther. It probably is. It's something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Somebody bring a lawsuit. I'm just kidding, kind of. Um. <laughs> so I found an article that was interesting and full of a lot of quotes. So get ready. Here we go. This is from IGN. Again. Motherfucker. Yeah, well, you know. Um, ben Affleck's portrayal as Bruce Wayne in Batman vs. Superman will be a bit different for, than Christopher Nolan's take on the character in the Dark Knight trilogy, as Dawn of Justice plays a bit more with oh. the billionaire playboy side of the character. In an interview with Studio Cine Live via THR, um, Affleck shared a few new details on the hero's daytime persona and the emotional emptiness that drives him. Uh, <laughs> I lost my parents. No. <laughs> um, so here's some quote from Affleck himself. He lives that hey, life. Bruce, it's Father's Day. Aw. Aw. Motherfucker. He lives that life at full tilt, Affleck said. He courts many women, owns many cars, and parties a lot. He does, he does that as a way to fill the void in his soul. Moreover, past incarnations dealt with a straightforward search for justice this time, Batman's reasoning is clouded by frustration, bitterness, and anger. Sad Batman. Hmm. Um, Avic also spoke to the character's superhero side and how his take differs from Nolan's trilogy, assuring fans the new Batman remains true to the comics. Quote, Christopher Nolan used his Batman to tell a finite story. My version is different, but remains faithful to the Batman mythology and all the themes associated with it. Nolan's Batman isn't part of a universe where other superheroes exist as well, Affleck added. Here, because we're working towards the Justice League, there's Superman, and it's a world populated with super beings. The situation generates an altogether new reality. So I kind of like that he kind of – he 
that last bit where he's like, this one's going to be different, obviously, because right. Batman now exists in the DC universe, not the Batman universe. Right. Um, or the Nolanverse. Yeah, or the Nolanverse, whatever they call it. Um, the, the Playboy thing, I think that's kind of cool just to – if they do it right. I think it's cool if they do it right because it exemplifies that he's tortured in some way, which Batman fans already know. But not every Batman fan knows because we got a lot of newbie fans, people that yeah. only really watch the Nolan movies and they just think he's and think yeah they, and think they know who Bruce Wayne is and they don't. They know who Batman is, but they don't know. And, but and even then, they don't know who Batman even, is. exactly. So it's I think that's cool. It's going to be more more to the comics, and I think the comics has kind of fallen to the wayside about explaining who Bruce Wayne is, yeah. um, and focuses more on Batman because now that DC has everything. They, it's always an event that's going on. So Batman's just in the mix with everybody else. Um, so I think that's going to be kind of cool. It's almost like giving you an origin story, but not. Because really, if they did a Batman origin story, they'd be fucking up. Yeah, like, like I think uh, everybody knows who Batman is. You know? It'd be like another Spider-Man origin story. It'd be like, oh, come on. I think even worse than Spider-Man. Yeah, because we you all know? know. It's like, yes, we get it. Your parents died. Let's move on. Deal with it, Wayne. Because I even thought, <laughs> like Superman, like I was weary that the first Superman movie was going to be an origin story at first because I was like, we know – if you don't know who fucking Superman is, you're out You're out of luck. Right. You know, there shouldn't be an origin story. However, they were setting up I – think, I think it was more important with Superman because Superman needed a revival, right. a more modern take. So they were kind of setting that up. Like this is a, this is a 21st century Superman and I think they did a good job. I love the Superman movie, the new one. I know some people yeah. say it, it was lame, but fuck you. Yeah. No, I liked it too. I think one of the things is because they didn't make – they separated himself from the like the Christopher Reeve version. And I think in this particular – this movie, you know, they're going to have to set him up differently and pull him away from the Christian Bale. They have to. Or, yeah. or even any of the other ones before him. I think, I think Batman or Affleck has more of a chore – um, than Cavill had oh, yeah. in that sense because the Nolan the Nolan trilogy is still fresh in everyone's mind and they were great fucking movies they they weren't pushover movies at all you know so I think it's almost like toppling a giant so you can tell your own story so people yeah. stop comparing them because that's exactly what everyone's gonna do when these movies come, when this movie drops it's like well in Nolan's but this right. this isn't fucking Nolan's get over it right. Yeah. You know. Did you uh by the way, did you see that fan video I sent yeah. you? <laughs> that was so fucking awesome. Really? Wasn't it? I yeah. mean, it was if you haven't seen it, I'll post this to the Lazy Geeks Facebook page and the the Google Plus page. Um that uh it was a fan-made video and it focused on the Flash, but it was a Crisis of Infinite Earths and they took like every incarnation of superheroes. Christopher Reeve, Superman, Cavill, all the different Supermans were flying up at the same time. Yeah, I know. And then you saw like the old Flash, the new Flash, uh, Zoom, and all of those stories. Uh, Supergirl, and you know the different Batman's. That actually, when I saw the shots of the different Batman's, I was like, oh yeah. fuck! It made me really want that movie to happen. Like, oh my god, that'd be so awesome. But uh, I'll post another really really cool video. I liked it a lot. And some some good uh, some good uh, split screens in there too to get all of yeah. them together. All right, so now this is a time 
for a section we like to call our very final Douchebags of the Week. So, Martin Scarelli. Most of you remember him. He was a douchebag, actually, a couple couple weeks back. more than a douchebag. Like, this is evil, This is what he did. Exactly. You know, the guy that paid, what was it, $2 million for the Wu-Tang Clan album just so he could have it that they could never release. What a dick. Yeah. So this comes from Bloomberg. Martin Scarelli resigned as chief executive officer of Turning Pharmaceuticals AG following his arrest Thursday for securities fraud charges. Scarelli was replaced by interim on an interim basis by Chairman Roger Teals, Turning said uh, Friday in a statement. Quote, we wish to thank Martin for helping us build Turning Pharmaceuticals into a dynamic research-focused company it is today, and we wish him the best in his future endeavors, Tiles said. Scarelli, 32, denied wrongdoings after he was arrested Thursday and then freed on $5 million bond. The charges were related to his actions before he founded Turning this year. He's accused of repeatedly losing money for investors and lying to them about it, as well as illegally taking assets from one of his companies to pay off debtors in another. Quote, Scarelli essentially ran his company like a Ponzi scheme, where he used each subsequent company to pay off defrauded investors from the prior company. It's like paying a credit card bill with a credit card. Exactly. Brooklyn U.S. Uh, attorney Robert Capers said in a press conference. Evan Griebel, a New York lawyer who was uh, who was alleged in the security indictment to have helped Scarelli in his schemes, was also arrested and charged. Like Scarelli, he pleaded not guilty and was freed on $1 million bond. Uh, at close, at closely held turning, Scarelli became notorious for acquiring the anti-parasitic uh, drug Daraprim and raising its price 55-fold to 750 a pill from its $13.50. That drew more. Uh, that drew the uh, opera, um, of Congress, doctors, and presidential candidates. In a statement, Turning said the leadership change would not affect. Uh, the availability of Daraprim, quote, Turning assures healthcare providers and patients that Daraprim remains available and is unaffected by these events. The company said in the email statement, the drug maker has started to expand its distribution arrangements to ensure that patients have easy access to the drug, it said. Last month, Scarelli acquired a majority stake in the publicly traded drug maker Cal... Calo Bios Pharmaceuticals Inc. and became the CEO of the company too. After his early morning arrest, Calos Bios shares fell 53% on Thursday before trading was halted. It hasn't it hasn't uh, resumed trading. Calo Bios is 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 also represented by Painter. So yeah, and this is one of those instances where you go, mm, Karma's kind of a bitch. Yeah, it's kind of a bitch. I mean, you yeah, have fuck that guy, dude. I mean, he's thirty something. You know, he was doing shady shit to get that much money, because you can't yeah. be that young and be that rich without doing some shady shit. Oh, stepping on people to get there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he built something of his own, like you know Zuckerberg or what have you. You know, it's like, a, no, this guy was doing some shady shit, and I was like, and I, I remember reading that and just like going, fuck you, dude. I hope you get put in a cell with a. Uh, with what's his name the dude from subway <laughs> you got a pretty mouth boy <laughs> oh shit i'd love to see him try to use that wu-tang clan and just yeah prison, dude. yeah the real wu-tang clan ripping your ass up 
He fucking uh-huh. dwarves in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first read about that Wu Tang thing that he did, and I was like, someone's about to beat his ass. Oh, I know. Like, not a Wu album. <laughs> right. on, dude. This isn't Spice Girls. You know, this is, is Wu Tang. <laughs> anyway, this my my uh, douchebag or this bitch, whatever the fuck we call it these days. Um, this is going to be something that you're initially going to go, oh, they went too far. But when you really think about it. Did they? <laughs> um, time. This article is from India Times. It's been on a bunch of different sites, but I just got this one. Um, time and <laughs> I just got this one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> First one I fucking saw. Um, time and again, we run across assholes who like to yell out or even spell out spoilers without a warning to the listeners or readers. Um, don't you want to kill them? <laughs> I don't – that's in the article. I'm sorry. <laughs> or at least hurt them bad. Uh, well, sometimes some fans – sometimes some fans give in to the dark side and choose that temptation over better sense. Uh, such was the case of this 20-year-old idiot who was beaten beaten up by costume Star Wars fans after yelling out a major spoiler in front of fans outside of the theater. The man, Raymond Chatfield – walked out of a premiere of Star Wars The Force Awakens on Thursday night and shouted out a major spoiler in front of at least 100 people waiting in the lobby for the next show. Uh, the goodlordabove.com reported on Friday. <laughs> it's been on, like, every site. It's weird. Um, here's a quote. I was waiting in line to see that the evening show. Then this kid walked past the line, shouts out the ending, and starts laughing. He totally ruined the movie for everyone, a witness said. Three men who were waiting in the lobby, donning suits of Star Wars characters, assaulted and and critically injured the man. He was later admitted in the ICU in Bakersfield City, California. Um, Another quote. I saw it all. This guy shouted out the spoiler, right? Within 15 seconds, he was on the ground getting beat up by three (laughs) men. At first, the crowd was cheering the assaulters, and I think that made it worse. They beat him up for five minutes, kicking and punching him in the gut. But the story doesn't end there. Oh, no. No. Such was the consensus over Raymond's douchebaggery that the police did not arrest the assaulters and allowed them to watch the movie as planned. <laughs> one, one officer even said, we view this as a justifiable assault. That's right. Now, that the last bit, I don't know if that's true, although I believe it's true. Mm. But there's no confirmation for the last part, and it's always an addendum. On all these articles, like an addendum to that. Um, now, okay. This has this situation really has nothing to do with Star Wars. Right. Really doesn't. There are people out there that get their fucking – they get like a hard-on to ruin other people's fun. Like no one told them the spoilers. They got right. to see it and then they come out and go, fuck you. This is what happened. Right. Everybody eat a dick. And most times, 99% of the time, nothing happens. People just go, ugh, because it usually happens on the internet. Right. Like, perfect example, I pretty much know every major plot point of the new Star Wars movie because I play World of Warcraft. And if you're in one of the major cities, people are just blurting it out in the chat because they're all dicks. The difference is, is you control online. Right. You can't do anything about it. But then when you try to troll in real life, you get your fucking ass whooped. Exactly. So I actually – I'm not even – I don't even question it. I usually don't like violence, and I, I don't even give a fuck. He, he deserved that whooping. Yeah. He's probably a young kid, probably like 19, 20. 
Yeah, and decided, huh, watch this. The problem is, is you can't troll real life. No. Because somebody will take it upon themselves and beat the shit out of you. The whole reason you can troll online is because no one can get to you. In real life, people can get to you. (laughs) (laughs) So you really need to watch what you're doing. Uh, From what I heard from – I've read a few articles on this, but he basically got beat up by a stormtrooper in Chewbacca. That's awesome. Um, See, but see, in the same instance, he brought the rebels and the Empire together. He did. And and I think, too, it's really a testament to the philosophy of Star Wars. When you give in to the dark side, nobody wins. Exactly. You know, and um, it's like Comic-Con when Star Wars and the Star Trek fans don't like each other. They're bonded because of their hate for the Twilight people. That's right. Yeah. And that bonds everybody. Really. Yeah, it bonds everybody together. Yeah. All right. Well, particularly with this uh, this series, we really want to thank you guys for checking out this episode. And a great thanks for checking out this episode weekly. Uh, we're actually, we're, you know, this podcast has been a real pleasure for us over the last five years, over five years that we've been doing this show. And I will be sad to let this show go. But at the same time, I'm very excited for what this show is going to produce and the direction that we're actually going to take coming 2016. Right. So, uh, so with that, still, you'll be able to get all our shows by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, any podcast player of your choice. Very soon, we're not sure when, when they decide to, we'll be on Google Play. So definitely be ready for that. And uh, we still want your comments because we're still going to be there. We're just not doing this one. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere, really, wherever you get it. Um, even places you don't get it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know. You know. Um, hit up the wow forums. I'm probably there, you know, <laughs> um, and let us know what you think, especially with all the changes going on. Definitely let us know, uh, what you think of the new shows coming out and stuff like that. Especially in the early days of the new shows, let us know what you think, you know, uh, especially the, the new, uh, the new system updates. Yeah. That, that'll be an important one for us. Uh, so also, social media, uh, let us know. Go hit us up on Facebook, Google+, Snapchat, Vine, Periscope, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll still have all those social media outlets uh, for you. Uh, you can find them all by searching The Lazy Geeks One Word or check out the website for the links because those yep. will still be there too. And suggestions, of course. And if you uh, – Also with f- the movies one. Yeah, anything really. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You want to suggest something about my personal life? Go right ahead. <laughs> I don't care. Um, if you don't want to hit us up on the social networks, you can definitely send us an email at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. So, um, I, yeah, so at this point, want to thank everybody who, who's listened to us, who, who stuck with us through all the past 210 episodes, uh, you know, who, who had been there from the beginning. We thank you for for listening to us, everybody that checks us out, and who's been checking out all the new stuff. Uh, you know, I'm gonna miss this show, and I think Adam will too. Yeah, um, no, because <laughs> this is really what started it all. If it wasn't for this show, we wouldn't have any of the other ones. Right. So, uh, so yeah. So, for the final edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out.
This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.